Matthew was resuscitated on the scene and taken to Piedmont Hospital in Atlanta. Nancy flew in from their home state of Michigan. Her first meeting with the doctor was devastating. He said, if he makes it through the night, there's a 30% chance to get through the night. After that, he'll probably be in a wheelchair. And they didn't know with the brain injury that if he'd be a vegetable or not. At that point, they didn't know. And he says, and he might even have to be in an institution. Nancy took a walk down a corridor to clear her head. In front of me, I just started seeing this blackness. Just got the, the horrible news of Matthew, and it was just incredible. And this blackness just started getting in front of me, just getting bigger, and I just felt myself falling into this blackness. I had no control. I was just losing it. And that's when I felt this heavy hand on my right shoulder, and there was nobody there. And right then I knew it was Jesus. I went straight back to Matt's room, and he's all wrapped up and bandaged, and, and I just said, Lord, and I'm not saved, nothing. I went, Lord, bring back my husband, even if he's in a wheelchair. It doesn't matter, but bring back who he is, who his heart is, who his personality is. I promise I'll stay with him. That promise would be tested. Matthew was in a coma and flatlined several times. Nancy lived hour to hour as it seemed that one crisis followed another. But with every crisis came a glimmer of hope. It seemed like every, every situation it would be critical and then things would turn around. He was put on a kidney dialysis. They said, oh, he'll be on this for three weeks, three days. Things turned around. After 27 days, Matthew awoke from his coma. It was incredible. It was like a, being reconnected. But as soon as that connection and he woke up, I said, that's it. So the whole focus was now to get him on his feet, to, to go against the odds that he's going to be in a wheelchair, he's going to an institution. The left side of Matthew's body was paralyzed. But even worse, the damage to his brain affected his ability to think and perform even the simplest of tasks. They returned to Michigan where Matthew started rehab, trying to rebuild his body and his mind. The rehab was, it was painful. I mean, physically it was painful. Cognitively it was painful. I mean, I remember I would do, do simple things like uh, run the out, through the alphabet in my head, you know, make sure I could go from A to Z. They were teaching me and helping me how to, to, to eat. For two and a half long years, Matthew worked through the pain with Nancy by his side. Progress was slow. He eventually left the wheelchair and walked with a cane. But recovering mentally was a much slower process. But Nancy remembered her promise to stay with Matthew through it all. Cognitively, he was not with it. He was in la-la land. And so, yeah, it was that thought of, you know, boy, I didn't sign up for this. But I remembered I made that promise, and that was stronger than what I signed up for. The Botsfords were so focused on Matthew's regimen, they all but forgot their experiences with God. There was no focus there. There was no focus. It, it was all about Matthew and, and um, get, get him you know, more, to get more therapies. That is, until they moved to Florida. One day, Matthew met a neighbor while out taking a walk. And I remember kind of like looking up and saying, Hey, where's a good church around here? And I was, I was just like, floored me what came out of my mouth and floored my wife. I said, What? We're not looking for a church. 
but eventually they attended an Easter service. We just knew then, we both looked at each other and said, this is it, this is what we need. And it was this peace, this anchor, this stability, it just, it, it, it just like took us over. Through the years they began to recognize God's hand in their journey. Today Matthew walks without the help of a cane. Mentally, he earned a college degree and is writing a series of sci-fi children's books called Johnny Rocket. All of which is pretty amazing considering the bullet is still in Matthew's head. But the big miracle in this story? When I was dead, I didn't cry out for God. But yet he came down and with his own hand pulled me up out of hell and says, it's not your time. I mean, that's a loving God. The miracle is how God so much loved Matthew that he didn't just leave him in hell, that he brought him up. But the miracle is how he changed his heart. God exchanged his heart for Matthew's and, and gave him his own. That's the miracle. understand I heard like snickering and stuff in the beginning and it's just like the Lord was putting this little video together for you guys he picks the songs I mean every place we're going he's changing it up which is thank God we know how to do that yeah. we're just learning and uh, <laughs> you know at first it took us like a week and now it's just like we were able to change it up last night even okay. you know um, but um, basically to um, what was amazing was when I was touched by Jesus all the authority all the access I was adopted. So when the lady talked about it, it's on page 53, and it's a chapter about being adopted and all the benefits and all the authority that you receive and the reverence of the Lord. I mean, I didn't know the Lord, and, and I went back to Matt's room and said, Lord, bring back my husband. And a new revelation is I didn't, bring, I didn't say, Lord, get, bring my husband out of the coma. I said, Lord, bring him back. So somewhere inside, I knew he was not with us. I couldn't feel him. I couldn't feel that connection because we were already married. So that, you know, there's the new connection. marriage, there's that connection. In the, as soon as you're married, that's it. Where are you? There you are. And, um, but basically that, that plea, there was authority in that plea. Lord, bring back my husband, even if he's in the wheelchair, even if he's going to be an institution. Bring back his personality, his heart. And literally, the Lord did exchange Matt's heart because it beats differently. But with that petition, with, with my tears on it, Jesus, I didn't see this, but the revelation that Matthew received um, in a vision, Jesus took that petition and he went into the heavenly courts. And there's so much more detail um, that we don't have time to. But it's in the book. I know, it's in the book. That's why we snickered, because we're like, ooh, in for a commercial. Yeah. But um, those tears, Jesus took it to his father sitting at the, at, at the, in the throne room in, in the heavenly courts, demons on one side, angels ha-ha, on the other. And, and he said, Father, you need to take a look at this. My tears are still dripping from it. And, the, and Jesus, Jesus hands it to Daddy, and Daddy just rolls it up. 
looks at it and says, this changes everything, doesn't it? And at that moment is when the Lord went and got Matthew. But before that moment, we figured it was about 20 hours, so a day he spent in hell. And let him explain new revelation. It's interesting because you got, we all sang a song. It was like the first song or second song, and, and justice was in it, and mercy and love, and, and I don't know if grace was in it, but justice was in there. And by rights, I was where I was supposed to be. I was in hell. I didn't know Jesus. You know, that's the justice part of it. But then her plea out of love, because we have that covenant relationship, her and I, her plea allowed God, out of his incredible love, to now change things and go down into hell and retrieve me. Mm. But um, as referenced in the, in the video, I just talked about I was held in a black cell. So, And this is the horrific part of things that I'll share. But on the side of horror, you know, evil, is love. So I'm going to share, you know, some details the Lord brought to me. Uh, June 2nd, 3.03, this year, 3.03 in the morning. So 3.03 in the morning to like 6 o'clock in the morning, he brought me revelation of what was happening inside that black cell mm. that I was kept in, that, that I said on that video, and, uh, and even more like last night. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <clears throat> All right, back up. I'll share, let me share the, uh, some of the details. Um, while I was kept in that cell, woke up 3 or 3 in the morning, June 2nd, and I'm, see, I'm seeing this rewind like a movie in my mind. Um, I'm seeing myself in bodily form, you know, skin, but no clothes, um, you know, just, just like naked. Um, but I was chained. I was shackled, you know, just like you can think of chains, you know, and shackles, just strung out over this very deep abyss, and all I could see was these glowing embers. Okay? And, and then way out before me, it was like this incredible, immense cavern. There were stalactites hanging from the ceiling, stalagmites grow, um, coming up from the ground, where I could see where the ground was, different shelves, you know, and drop-offs. From way off in the distance, I saw, and the only thing I can liken it to is, is a flow of molten lava. Wow. Um, I mean, it was red, hot, bubbling, and, and it would flow from way out there in the distance somewhere, and it would just come in, and it would begin to fill this cavernous area, this, fill this whole abyss area. And then I saw what rise before me, as I was hung there, I saw uh, smoke, like gray, gray blackish smoke billowing up, flowing up, yeah. actually rising like out of this, this molten flow. And it was carrying horrendous screams of torment. Whoa. I mean, guttural sounds, high-pitched sounds. Just like when we pray, you know, our, our prayers rise up to the heavenlies. But this, this was not, I mean, this was just horrific sounds. Yeah. And uh, they were sounds that, that, that were coming, like, from eternity. Yes, um, I could see the chains coming out of the side of the walls. 
I couldn't see that beginning, but I could see them come from outside somewhere. And then, every so often, I would see these eyes. And it's interesting that they did that tape book commercial with those eyes. I would see these eyes come at me. They would come at me. Some would come at like the speed of light. Some would come at me very slowly, you know, like tauntingly. Um, like, it was interesting, they came in twos. Each eye, though, was its own single entity. So they were coming two by two. There were so many symbolic things to, like, what happened to Jesus. It was just like the enemy was taunting. Yeah. You know, sending out the demons two by two. And they would come, and they would stop, and they would just read me. And they would condemn and judge. Um, and some would come around behind. And this, I mean, this, is, this is terrible stuff. But I, I could feel the, the, the very skin on my back being stripped off. And one gentleman asked me, do you think it was the talons on their hands? Or do you think it was the teeth you can see in their mouths? That was what was stripping your skin off your back. And I said, I don't know. But the fact is, that's what was happening. Just like Jesus got scourged, yeah. you know, he was hung out on a cross. But they took me and, and just t- did like that. Huh. And then the Holy Spirit showed me Jesus up in heaven this morning, back on June 2nd. And he was just weeping. He was crying for his souls, for his children that didn't make it. Because he doesn't want, you know, he doesn't want to lose a single soul. Daddy wants us all. He wants everybody. I mean, everybody's God's kids, whether they know it or not. Some just have not said Jesus, you know, and and, and believe that. Like, like I didn't. So that's why, when I died, go to hell. Um, But last night, laying in bed in in the hotel room, I was just thinking, you know, okay. And the Holy Spirit said, it's time that both be told the horrific realities of hell without the Father and His Son and the beautiful wonder, wonders of His love as children of His. You know, spend eternity with him. Because yes. um, yes. we've had some great hellfire and brimstone preachers, and I'm like, man, I don't want to do that. I don't want to walk around and say, you're going, you know, I don't know. That's not me. I love everybody. <laughs> so, so, I mean, so he told me last night that's what he wants. You need, it, it, where today is going, where the times we're in, yeah. both messages need to be getting out. And, and so that's why I, I, I don't come to y'all with, with scriptures. I mean, you, can, you guys can all find that out, you know, um, find out, you know. But I just come with this tale, you know, of, 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 of the horrific horrors without Daddy. But then the incredible love with Daddy. I mean, he came down and got me. But I'm nobody. I'm just I'm nothing special. My wife prayed and moved God's hand. But I do want to add, um, when the hand came down into this area, yeah. okay, it came, it, it entered like in the same area that this, this, that, that this, this flow of lava was coming in. Wow. But when this hand entered, 
It was just like there, there was an instantaneous war that happened. War. Mm-hmm. Because all the evil, all the horrors just vanished. It was just like, bam, they're gone. Because then with this hand came these brilliant white feathers and uh, this, 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 this beautiful, beautiful music. Sym- symphonic type music, celebratory music, you know, like the angels were playing. They were singing, they were saying, yeah, God, you know, bringing them back, you know, you know. And, and like my wife mentioned about um, the, uh, uh, the scroll that was unrolled in up in the courtroom where father was sitting on his throne. You had on the right side all these saints of past beautiful angels. On the left side, you had all these little ugly, nasty, spitting imps. And so Jesus comes in through this big door, and they're like, what's he doing here? You know, spitting insults at him. Um, You know, we've got Matthew. By rights, he's ours. You know, but she prayed. prayed. Prayers matter. Prayers matter. Prayers matter. Come on, preach it. So, you know, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Each time, it's, it's, um, we're following Holy Spirit, obviously, but um, I'm like amazed. I'm sitting there going, but I know there's more. And I'm, I'm amazed, and it feels like I'm hearing the same story new every time. Yeah. But, the, um, you know, just imagine, 18 years, you're thinking your husband was in hell, but, oh, he was just in darkness, just hanging out. And then the Lord... I felt like dumped on us the the horrific things, and we haven't been able to wrap our mind around it, and we're not trying to. You know, at first you're trying to, and you're like, forget about that. I mean, it's so fresh to us. You know, I still um, shake and and um, and uh, tremble at just the thought of how horrific it, it it was. Yeah. Well, because we've we've asked um, because as you've heard, you know, we've got a book out. You know, my wife's author. Um, so we said, well, why didn't you give it to us so we could head it in here? And that's, I think, one thing when the Holy Spirit said to me last night laying in that bed, he's like, it wasn't the time. Where the world is today, now is the time for that message to be released in conjunction, you know, the reality of the hell paired with the love of the Father to gather in. I mean, there's fear of the Lord. We all know that. But then, and then there's just incredible love of the Father. Go ahead. And maybe we wouldn't have had a deeper revelation of and have the fear and the uh, tremble and the reverence of the message if we would have had it, you know, 18 years ago, you know. Um, so we just love the Lord on his timing. And um, but I did say, Lord, why didn't you give this a year ago? You know, it'd be good in the book. And so people are saying, hey, you got a sequel. So Friday night, I'm like, hey, the sequel's coming. But really, it is a sequel. And um and we speak with such a, uh, a reverence for the Lord, and um, there's um, <laughs> time. Time is awesome. But um, in our other places, we've talked about where will you spend eternity. And that's really the message that we're that's saying, you know. It's not white, black, and then you can live in gray for a while. It's like where will you spend eternity? You know, Here, heaven or hell? Or it's there. Exactly. It's not a difficult thing. It, right. And, um, simple. 
and, and the Lord gives me words. He, he, he um, trusts me, and, um, and I'm obedient, and it, it gets real scary sometimes because um, of you want to be. But this one is incredible. Heavenly mindset, eternal things. Having a heavenly mindset on eternal things. And what do we talk about? Eternity. Where will you spend eternity? And so the Lord will just give, you know, like one word, you know. And uh, sometimes he doesn't give me the fullness of it until, you know, five minutes before. But, um, and he's doing that for second service, and I'm really excited about that. <laughs> but this one's really great because it, it really meant, it was very simple. The Lord is, he speaks to me simply. And I think the world out there is simple. And, and I think, you know, the, um, I, Chinese or Christianese. It's just like he wants us to speak right to the person where they're at. If they're a biker or if they're a homeless person in in Chicago on the street or wherever or the people at the hotel drinking a beer and and they're like, oh, what is this? You you survived cancer book? I said, no, my husband died and went to hell. And they're like, what? And it was great because, you know, they're stumbling in their words and we're like kind of stumbling in ours because we're like, this is great. We're doing street ministry right here. But um, back to... um, Back to um, the good stuff here. But heavenly mindset, literally walking in heavenly mindset. What does that look like? Okay, we walk. Okay, we're walking and we're being really good and we're Christians. And, you know, I've been to church for how long? And I don't know. It's been a long time. Thank you, Lord. But um, at least 18 years since I was touched by Jesus, that was my salvation. So, wow, that's good. 18 years is quite a long time to be really getting it down pat. It's a good start. It's a good start. I know. It's, a good it's like, start. I feel like it's like, I feel like a baby sometimes. Right. And, um, but what does it look like? Eternal. How do you walk eternally? I mean, how do you have a mindset and you're walking, well, how do I walk eternally? What does it look like? And um, the Lord started saying, and sometimes I laugh because he's like, well, it's, it's like the five senses. You know, you have your eyes, your ears, you can smell, taste, and feel. I'm like, well, that's cool in the natural. He, he goes, but when you say Jesus is Lord and become a Christian, you get some more senses. Eyes to see, ears to hear. And um, the scripture is there, and I can read it. I got my glasses prepared, and the Lord says, keep going. And so you know the scripture. It's 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Eyes, ears, yes, thank you. I know it's my favorite scripture. Yep. And um, you guys are playing my favorite songs. You know, you made me cry already. I should just, you know, stop right now. But um, walking in the Spirit of oh wow i love that because you're like you're making it you're you're crazy walking in the fruit of the spirit again what does that look like to me the lord said well the fruit of the spirit okay let's like you know who are you talking to and and i said oh i don't know we're going to talk to the world and um the lord said well fruit also means character and so i mean regular people that don't know jesus that are going to go to hell if they don't get saved they walk with character and it's not always the best character. And But the Lord said, well, I already told you how to walk. But sometimes I kind of want you to find it. And um, so walking in the fruit of the Spirit or walking with eternal character is basically the nine fruit of Spirit. But think about it. I want to walk around the room, but you can't see me, so that's okay. I'll pretend I'm walking. But the first is love. I can run. I love that. I just got freedom. The first is love. And that's Jesus, but the first is love, then you have joy. Oh, I love you. That's good. That was my favorite song. Holy, holy, holy. And, um, oh, I can't see you. That's great. 
<laughs> but I, I can see, but I can't see. But um, love, you have joy, you have peace. Ah, peace on our feet. Oh, long-suffering. Yay, long-suffering. It's short-suffering for you. <laughs> Kindness. You have goodness. You do have goodness. I love that the Lord's like picking everybody out. Faithfulness. This is how we're walking in eternal mindset. I have a character right now, and I have an eternal mindset, and I'm walking it out. I'm joyful. I love. I'm gentle. Self-control. Okay, that was tested a couple days ago for us, and, and yay. You know, I had to repent, and the Lord is so good. Because, yeah, seriously, you know, you just, you just you, your flesh arises. But So, again, that love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That was Galatians 5.22 for all those people that really, really love to eat the Scripture and let it become alive to you. Um, there's importance that the Scripture is something that we don't just memorize and then just look at but um but a couple lines down a 525 if we live in the spirit so if we're living with a mind eternally Come on. let us also walk in the spirit and it was like the lord just kind of like going that's it so you got your five senses you, you're walking with eternal mindset and i'm giving you two extra ones eyes to see ears to hear so you're walking more in the spirit as the Lord imparts into you, and then he gives you the character and how to walk it out. And so here it is. That's it. You just walk out eternal mindset. And it's just your character of how you're walking it out, and the Lord just lays it out for you. And I know there's so much more in here that the Lord can have you walk, but it's really simple. And so we got to keep it simple, and um, because the world, they're hurting even other churches are hurting. You guys are fantastic. I mean, I was already crying in the front. And um, that's just incredible. But I, do, do you guys know Bob Jones? Yeah. Okay, yeah, baby. We got to be his friend and spend some time with him, and he prayed for us. But basically the vision that um, he had a vision, you probably have heard this too, because, he, you know, he's been around a long time. And uh, he looks like my grandpa. And so, um, so when I first met him, the Lord's like, hey, listen to him. He looks like your grandpa. You might learn something. Right? Because, yep. you know, you just never yep. know. You're like, who's this guy? Um, but he had a vision. Um, basically, he thought he was taken up to heaven. And this will be very paraphrased, so please, you know, forgive me. But um, he was taken up to heaven, and he sees this long line of people. They're all waiting for the, to meet Jesus and to have that judgment and to hear, well done, faithful son daughter. And uh, so he's, like, looking at the people, watching them. And so he goes up to the end of the line where Jesus is. And so he's waiting, and he's probably thinking, oh, okay, this guy, you know, T.D. Jakes type person, you know, big people. So the question Jesus asked, I'm not, I'm just saying, did you do for God? Did you bring the people into salvation? Did you do? And, and then um, that's what Bob was expecting to hear. And what he heard was, did you love? Wow. And that one, this one still, you know, I just, and I forgot to mention this Friday, but, and then he saw when people would be like, yes, I loved. You know, I, I did some stuff, but you know what? I loved. He would open up his heart and they would enter into Jesus and that was their eternity. And it just wrecks me. Just I, I heard this probably six years ago. Yeah. And that just wrecks me. But, it, it, again, that, that was one of the first characters. 
walking in love, eternal mindset. Gosh, if we just walked in love, could you imagine? I mean, yeah, just walk in love and then maybe all those other things we can do too. And that's our mindset to be walking in love. And, and um, oh, you guys are so sweet. <laughs> and um, I wrote some other things, but um, the big question is, do we love enough? And, um, you know, we're challenged all the time. You know, we, we, we you know, family issues and stuff mm-hmm. and health and, and for, for other family members. And you're just like, are we loving them enough? Yeah. So, um, that's just incredible. But that, that love is what pulled brought us together, hell. but pulled, it pulled, pulled you us out together, of hell. Pulled me yeah. out of hell. And, yeah. and the Father will do this. He, he wants to do it for everybody. Father's got his hand out for everybody. Yes. You know? Yes. Like we saw scrolling away up there in that Star Wars thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's already said, yeah. It's, we just, you know, let's say yes. Let's say yes. You know, let's say yes. And the blood, the blood of Jesus, the parallel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that's, was that's, really, yeah let really, me mention one more yeah, thing. Because um, 18 years ago, Satan spilled my blood Ooh. on a concrete sidewalk. Um, I can recall my body collapsing and feeling, feeling that collapsing feeling on that concrete sidewalk, you know, flatline dead. But Jesus spilled his blood 2,000 years ago yeah. on a cross for all of us. Yeah. So, you know, it's tragedy to triumph. You know, God can turn everything around. We may not like the way it looks or be satisfied fully with it, but it will be fully satisfied, satisfying to us. If we look at our situation with his eyes. I mean, I'm fully healed, yet I'm not fully manifested this healing yet. But you've had quite a bit throughout the years. It's quite amazing. You know, I mean, Jesus has said, you're healed. Matthew, you're healed. I died in in the stripes. You're healed. So walk out the manifestation of it. And there's, there's more that comes all the time, you know. And that's just, that's just one little aspect, healing. You know, but that's with resolving all problems. Yeah. He can take care of any problem. Amen. Financial, emotional, physical, whatever it is, he can do it. Amen. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're just following. I'm like just waiting for the next word to come out. This oh, is great. Oh, well, I was going to sing. But oh, no. Maybe not. <laughs> well, you know the song, All We Need Is Love. Dun, 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 dun. All that's we it. need is love. But I don't love. sing all we need is love. I don't know why he has a sting. Maybe we should practice a little, but uh, <laughs> get up there and you yeah. know. Whew. You know what? Now. What? Yeah. I'm following you, baby. You're you're going. Go 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 go. I'm done. But the word about the I'm fresh done. the okay. The word about the fresh wind that we prayed for earlier, Amen. and it was just like the Lord, and I felt it too. It was just like, you know, wait. But it, it was really cool because it is, it's a refreshing wind. It's a, it's a, uh, it's an evidence of he yeah. is here. Yeah. He is with you. He's touching you. He hasn't lifted his hand. He is blowing the winds. Amen. And with the fresh wind, the stale blows out. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. That one's new. Okay. And, um, 
And the word about adoption, okay, freedom there, but that's next time. But um, about adoption, chapter, whatever chapter, but it's page 53. The Lord just, it's my favorite chapter, and I wrote that one. I mean, because we took, we, 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 yeah, we wrote but it's it about adoption and all the things that we get when we're adopted, and it was immediate. Because yeah. when he was he was in hell, he was dying. I mean, he, w- he would not be here if I didn't say, Lord, bring back my husband. I mean, he would have died in hell. He, he would He would still be there. there. And it's just, um, that revelation is just like, wow. Yeah. So, you know, you don't know what your prayer, what it's penetrating through, and how it brings forth. Sometimes we don't need to see. We just need to pray and then let God do it and, and keep going. But, um, oh, that was a, I love these bunny trails. This is really, I know, wrap it up. Thank you. I yeah. love you. That's so great. <laughs> just know. The word is outside the streets. The people are hurting. They need to know hope. And you guys all have it. You have it. The love is in you. There's like a deposit of more, just that more. That fresh wind was the deposit. We're just adding to it. And um, holy, and just really walk in a holiness and that mindset of how Jesus loves you and you just love the people that way. I love you. I don't know what the Lord, maybe we'll have a word for you later. But um, thank you so much. And um, I do, I just feel like the, the Lord, like, okay, that's for next service, but that, that, this is for this one. But just this, you know, that and the purity. And he's just saying, walk in holiness and, and let that wind flow. And, and someone had that word over here. And just let that go over you and your house, your work, yeah. Yeah. and everything that you are is Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen.